Latinos Out Loud is presented by Bud Light Seltzer. You've heard us talk about Bud Light Seltzer and Bud Light Seltzer Lemonade, our two favorite drinks of the last couple months. But Bud Light has a new one. It's the Out of Office Variety Pack. And Jamie, it's a limited edition variety pack, and you know I'm dying for that six pack this summer. That combined refreshment of seltzer and the classic taste of your favorite cocktail. And it's only 5% alcohol, Jamie. And Rachel, it's only 100 calories. And it's gluten-free, guys. I love it. I'm also trying to slim down because it's bikini season, people. Okay, it's upon us, so we got to start ordering them. Anyway, each variety pack will take your taste buds on vacation, speaking of bikinis. And it features classic lime margarita, mango mai tai, strawberry daiquiri, and watermelon mojito, my favorite. So be sure to sneak out of the office and grab the Bud Light Seltzer out of office variety pack for a very limited time only at a store near you. All right, you guys, it is that day again that we've been waiting 364 days for. It is International Women's Day. Shout out to everyone. Yes. Shout out to everybody who identifies as a woman. So with that said, guys, if you had the opportunity to put one woman on a pillar right now on this podcast, who would it be? I'm just going to go first. Can I go first? Because I'm a lady and ladies first, right? (laughs) It is my day. So can I get a day? Do it, girl. Do it, girl. It should be every day of the year, but just saying. It's nice that we get the recognition. Okay, I have got to put Meghan Markle on her pillar right now for dishing the English tea on Oprah's like special, like on that Oprah special. Okay, if you haven't seen it, see it. Shout out to Megan and the strong man behind her in the shadows, Harry. Um, But yes, she is my international woman of the week, month. It's going to be a long period. How about you guys? Frank! My mom's man, Ramona Molina Perez. That's it. My dudes, man, you know, she does the meals, yo. She's, you know, she, she feeds the whole fam, you know. You got to give them love all the time, you know. Your international mommy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Jamie. Nice. I mean, I'm going to go with, you know, the VP, Kamala Harris. Oh. You know, she's uh, international, you know, she she's representing and she's she's breaking barriers right she's the first of her kind to, to to make it to that spot so definitely and there's so many more you know that we could list so you know just repping international women um because we love them it's amazing are you not jealous that there's not an international man's day because i'd be jealous it's pretty special <laughs> I don't know if anybody would like shout me out or vote me in though for that though. So, no. they, they wouldn't be like, you know what? I want I want people to know about this international dude named Jamie. Jamie Vanessa. <laughs> One day. Rachel, don't rub it in, please. Be jealous, men. Be jealous. The Latinos out loud podcast. Yo, 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 y
Woogie, woogie, woogie. It's electric. It's electric, yeah. Woogie, woogie, woogie. You got to feel it. You got to feel it to believe it, to hear it. And you're going to hear it in the next, I don't know, how long are our shows? 30 minutes, 40 minutes, two hours, whatever it is. 30 to two or three hours. Right. You know, somewhere in there between 30 and three hours. That's a, that's a good spectrum. Okay, so, um, okay, it's International Women's mm. Day. All right, that's one thing. Um, it's International Meghan Markle Day. Uh, that's another thing. And you guys, happy 200th episode of Latinos Out Loud. Whoa. Of Latinos Out Loud. Blow, blow your favorite instrument with your mouth right now. I feel like there's that part of a, of like a telethon where they show like the like yeah. how much money they raise. <laughs> It's like, yo, we raised 50000 Thank you to you. <laughs> we have been around for 200 episodes. That's right. It is like a telethon. Thank you, listeners. Thanks for your ear, uh, your audible contributions um, for listening yeah. to us. Is it audible? Maybe your oratory, your oratory contributions um, for audible, listening. Yeah, audible is a website, I think. I'm not sure. Yeah. Isn't it also a word? <laughs> no, I know. Yeah, yeah. Audio. Oh. Audio. See? That's the power of branding right there, though. That's the power of branding that makes you think it's not a word anymore and just a right. brand. That's pretty strong branding. Know. I'm not good with words. 200, guys. You guys, you look it. So why don't you share? How do you? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Nobody looks 200 episodes. 200. It's all a blur. It's all a blur. I think because most, most of it, because most of those shows, I wasn't, I wasn't sober. But, uh, <laughs> oh. But a lot of it is just a blur, you know? I did, I did not know that. <laughs> oh, you uh, 200 is a big feat because that means we've been talking our, our butts off for a long amount of time to pretty much uh, mostly strangers, people that we don't know. But I feel like they've they've grown to know us, hopefully. And us too. We've been talking to each other for 200 episodes. Can I just ask you guys a question? Like, are we still friends? Do, do we still like each other or are we not? Like, friends? I do, but I can't talk to you now yeah. without a microphone in front of me. <laughs> oh, I understand it that. It doesn't feel natural. It doesn't feel natural. <laughs> okay, so what about when the COVID thing is over and we hang out? Should I bring you a lapel mic? <laughs> You want to just clip one onto your shirt <laughs> to make you feel comfortable to talk to me? A lavalier? I'll clip it to my, my collar, yeah. <laughs> Frank, how you feeling 200 episodes? You, you've you been around for more episodes than Jamie, right? It feels amazing. Yeah. I can't believe it, man. It, it's it's amazing. It's like, a, it's like a journey. That's all. That's the only way I can see it. It's a journey. It's amazing. It really is. I was, you know what it makes me think of the 100th episode all the time. Oh, God. You guys remember that? I can't wait until we all get together and... You know, maybe the two fiftieth one, man, when we all have a nice get together. I can't wait. I reminisce on that one. Yeah, like we could have done a Zoom. Right. We could have done a Zoom party like the kids are doing now, you know. But for a podcast to do a two hundredth episode on a yeah, Zoom party, I don't know. To me that's kind of a little little weird. Yeah, we, we do we do we do live, man. That's what we do. Yeah. yeah. To really feel it, feel it. You guys, if you haven't checked out the 100th episode, why don't we just repurpose it and celebrate it for our 200th episode? Or listen to it again if you already did. It's our 100th episode that was live at WNYC's Green Space Theater, a beautiful, prestigious theater. And um, talk about prestigious, our guests were Lin-Manuel Miranda, his father, Luis Miranda Jr., and the now uber famous director extraordinaire Oz Rodriguez mm. we had them all yeah. on the couch How am- and we had an abuela you guys remember the abuela was handing out capias oh, and pieces of cake <laughs> and maltas to everybody it was such a Latino party remember and the audience the audience was hype 
you know, they laughed at all the right things. It was amazing. And, um, you know, and this was a time when you could kind of, you know, sit next to each other, cough on each other. <laughs> In infect one another with everything. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I didn't even wash my hands back then. You know, it was a more innocent time. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I would get like antibacterial gel gifts from Bath and Body Works for Christmas and I never freaking open them. Like, I, I, mean, I don't want to dry my hands out. And now I put antibacterial on like my hot dogs. I carried around my hot sauce. <laughs> I put it everywhere on everything. My nose, my hair. Next barbecue is going to be like a lot of people just like spraying antibacterial on the grill. Just all this stuff. Yo, make sure the grill is clean. Can you imagine? I want to give you guys leftovers. Um, I brought my own Ziploc bags if that's cool. I just want my stuff in my bags. <laughs> I'm not touching that ketchup bottle unless you unless you wash it down. Oh man! Right, right. Mad people have touched that. <laughs> I know we're outside, but do you mind like putting some fans on so we could circulate the air even more? Because I don't want to breathe in anybody else's exhale. You know what I mean? Um, no, I won't kiss the cook. All right, it's not sanitary. <laughs> oh my God! Forget it. Those are not being printed anymore. Those aprons that say "kiss the cook." Those are done. Done. Think about all those kind of things that are done in a post-COVID world, like kiss oh, the cook. You know, kissing booths. How about kissing booths? Did you guys know? Oh, all right, maybe it's just me. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, look, I always was. I was for kissing booths in the sense that I they always were raising money for charity. Any kissing booth I saw. Yeah. Um. So you know, a lot of Frenching going on before a good cause. Word. Yeah. Remember when people used to just tongue each other down for the hell of it? <laughs> now in a post-COVID world, there's no more French kissing. That's there's it. There's no more kissing. Are we gonna need like condoms for our lips now? Like I don't even know. <laughs> Uh, genius. Jamie? You better shark, shark tank that. You go and like shark, shark tank, tank that. that. Yo, that's, that's a good crazy. idea, bro. Holy shit. Well, happy 200, my brethren. Likewise. Happy 200 to 200 more. Cheers with our Bud Light Seltzer out of office edition. Yeah. Um, yes. And congrats. It is a feat, isn't it? Like, of course. And I have to say, even 200 episodes in, the three of us and now our supporting family at Sonoro, we are all giving, we're still giving this our all, you know? If not more, we're still putting all the passion behind it and the fuel is there. And um, thank you for everybody for supporting us through the 200. Hello. Mm. Thank you. And we're still evolving. We're going to evolve, y'all. Evolve, evolve, baby. Well, right. Happy 200th episode. Put a pretty little bow on that and to 200 more. Yo, speaking of 200, I just want to say, uh, I know I announced it last week. I talked about the hilarious show with our 10 episode series on Rizzle. You guys, we, I just want to shout out the girls again. It's International Women's Day. We worked hard on this and we are up to 150.2 thousand views on Wow. I cannot believe it. I'm so excited. We now have <laughs> 12 and a half thousand followers on Rizzle. So shout out to everybody who was supporting us there. And the other thing I want to shout out to is another woman doing fantastic things is director Melissa Ramos 
who invited me to be a part of this documentary that she's putting together called From Performers to Spectators, COVID-19 NYC. And I, you guys, it was the first time I was on a stage in a year. Wow. It was shot, it was shot at the Pregones Theater in the Bronx. So I went up there, Pregones, you know, is part of the Puerto Rican Traveling Theater, which Room 28 performed at a few times. Mm. Remember, Jamie? Yeah, yeah. So, and I saw your stories, and I was like, "Where's Where's Rachel getting interviewed?" I looked like you were like, uh, I don't know, CNN or something like that. It looked like a serious interview going on. Boca, what's up with them boots, yo? Yes, I bought Yo, Frank, why Why you gotta bring up the boots, Frank? You know, <laughs> you're like, you're you're not the first person who like saw my post or like saw Melissa's post or whatever, and was like, "Okay, wonderful," but like, tell me about those boots. You guys, I, I'm working hey. on a momentous documentary here with a Latina pioneer, but um, we'll talk about the boots. What do you want to know, Frank? <laughs> what, do you, what do you want to know about the boots? It looked, it looked like you took, you knew exactly where you where that stage was going to be. Ooh. I mean, like you knew exactly that you were gonna wear those boots for that shoe. Like you, come on. Like you, it's almost like you had those boots just for that specific. I mean, come on. This honest. isn't Rachel's first rodeo, you know. As they say. <laughs> I'm just letting the I'm letting the fellas talk. I want to hear everything you have to say, and then I'll chime in. Because you know what I love about this podcast is Frank has his vision of how I think, you know. And he's I love that you you, you know we're friends and you could just come out with how you think I think. Um, but guess what? Guess what? I bought those boots pre-pandemic thinking I was going to wear them last March, and I didn't. I've had those boots for a year, what? and I just broke them in. Yes! Yes! Um, I got them at Fox's, which is a very Jewish store to shop at. It's where all the Jew girls shop on the Upper East Side <laughs> and in Brooklyn. But that's besides the point. They were special boots. They were thigh-high red Velvet or whatever you call that stuff, suede, I guess is the term. Boots. Wow. Okay. And I thought this was a special occasion. My first time being back on a stage at a theater in a year. I yeah. these wow. boots were made for walking. And that's just what they'll do. Yeah. What do you and what, what's with that? They do talk <laughs> and I talked a lot. Oh my god, we were there for hours. Um, but it was such a wonderful interview. And shout out to all the documentary like documentarians out there and filmmakers for just running with their angle and it being such a beautiful process to watch. And being a part of it, one of the I think wow. she featured it, it's wonderful. And maybe we can have her on the show to talk about it when it airs. But she's focusing on, I believe, 10 to 15 different artists and how their craft has changed changed how they had to pivot through the pandemic. And it's quite interesting to hear, you know, musicians, directors. I came at it from the comedy perspective and I had a great time. So thank you, Melissa Ramos, for inviting me. Rachel, on a serious note, on a real serious note, how did you feel being on that stage for the first time and being an entertainer and a comedian, being up there for the first time after such a long time? It's a great question, Frank. If you need to let the tears flow, if you need to let the tears flow, <laughs> by all means, let the audience hear it. You guys always say that because it's good for ratings. You want me to cry and it's fucked up. All right? It's messed up. No, seriously. No, serious. 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 Yeah, I got a little teary-eyed, actually, upon mm. arrival. It's as if she planned everything so well because immediately 
as soon as I walked in and they treated me like a diosa, guys, like they treated me like a goddess. I walked in and they were like, mm. by the way, we've created a special a special altar for you for this shoot. And they walked me into the theater and it was lit up. They had asked me previously what my favorite color was. They used red gels because I said my favorite color is red. Wow. They lit me up with red gels. They had all the theater lighting going. Ooh. You know, I I had a little riser that they made for me with like a stool and the lighting. It was beautiful, you guys. Not because I like treat, being treated like a diosa, but okay, to, your, to answer your question, Frank, it's a feeling that is going to be very hard for me to verbalize and find the words. And all my fellow performers out there, if you know what it is to grace a stage and to have all those hormones flowing through you and adrenaline and, you know, the, the schwitzing in your armpits, you know how special it is to be lit up. I mean, you know, I don't know if it's just me, but every performance, you'll always find my armpits being very damp. Always. No matter if we're performing <laughs> in an igloo, if we're performing in Antarctica, my pits will always be moist. I'm sorry to say, I don't know if I'm the only one, but that feeling, moist pits. that feeling, but that only adds to this, just, I don't even know this, this, this feeling that I cannot explain. So being back on the stage, it answered a few questions for me. One being, can I, can I get back to this? Can I do this? Mm -hmm. Did I did I forget how to be a sketch comedian? Can I go yeah, on? Yeah, could a stage? you turn on a switch? Yeah. Like, is it something that it was that easy turning on a switch, or did just like I gotta like crawl before I walk again? You know. Well, I guess a lot of things were running through my head. One being, I can get back on a stage, and I will. But the other thing was, is like, this is not New York City. This is not the New York City I know. The theater's dark. The Pregones Theater only opening up to do a private documentary shoot. This is not the New York wow. I know. And this is not the New York I love as a performer. So I hope and pray that we can get back to it. But that feeling was intense and it lasted like the whole week. I couldn't stop thinking of how good it felt to be sitting on that riser with the light shining on me at a theater like the Pregones. Wow. But anyway, I'll let you guys know where and when that's gonna air. But something else that we have to celebrate and that was a private party, a private thing was Jamie's engagement <laughs> party. Well, okay, look, this was a like very small engagement party. It was like surprise. We didn't know, you know, we were doing like a family thing. It was like the first time that in a while that we felt comfortable, um, you know, like my parents had gotten the vaccine and, you know, we a certain family members we knew kind of hadn't really been, you know, uh, gallivanting around this, you know, <laughs> like without a mask. Like we, you know, pretty much like got some responsible people. So it was it was we just you know, it was a family gathering. We just wanted to kind of see each other. And then when we went into my niece's house, my niece's in her 30s, it wasn't um, she. Uh, so um, her and her husband's house, they kind of were just like surprised. So it was like they had a little they had a cake, you know, they had some mini decorations nice. but it was it was a very um small kind of kind of gathering thing but it was still it was still cool that they did that and um and i felt happy for fatima because you know d getting engaged during quarantine means that she hasn't been able to really show her ring off you know it's like mm. it doesn't 
showing your ring off on a, on a Zoom uh, video, it doesn't have the same impact, right? You know, you got to filter, you got to filter it to make the ring look more, more sparkly. And it does, it kind of loses a little bit of luster, but you know, when, you know, you want it. So I, I, I was happy that she could kind of show it off a little bit to some people and, um, and they can be like, wow, Jamie didn't F it up. You know what I mean? And so, <laughs> so that was good. That was good. But of course, you know, I want to, you know, I still, we, you know, we still want to celebrate it with uh, bigger groups of people. But, you know, again, we don't know when, when that's going to be able to happen. So this was nice. This was a nice alternative. This was a nice constellation kind of. Yeah, thing, I was you know? wondering, you can't release you. And that's why you weren't invited. That's why you weren't invited, Rachel, for the last time. Okay, look, I feel like I'm part of this. And I want to be there every step of the way. I want to be an efficient of your wedding. I I, I want to like plan stuff. I, I'm just so excited, and I felt like a little, you know, what is it? Fo? What is the fear of missing out? What a FOMO? FOMO. Yeah. I'm not good with acronyms, but I am good with what they mean. Um, FOMO. Yeah. And I speaking of acronyms, I'm like wondering what about the four C's? You got to be able to show the four C's, and you can't do that on Zoom. You know, four C's: cut, clarity color carrot i mean it's very important oh that's what i, I learned that yeah you have to learn that when you get when you get the ring they give you a mm-hmm, whole tutorial mm-hmm. all right well congrats yeah 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 so i mean yeah i'm glad for her but look you know i know i was gonna get when once i started putting pictures up i knew i was gonna get people saying what what when did this happen but i um i was a surprise i didn't know and i didn't plan it. you had a party that's nice. It was yeah, and but it was great and um, gluten free cake for Fatima, which which was so she got to eat the cake. She only eats the gluten free, so uh, that was Dope. that was a, that was a good That's thing. Nice. But yeah, you know, this, the pictures were beautiful. I mean, of course, I wish I was a little bit more quaffed. You know, my my hair is a little busy. <laughs> I kind of look sketchy in some of those pictures. So it really was a surprise. <laughs> Fatima looks fine, and I look like the cre- I look like the weird guy that just like. You know, that, that uh, <laughs> you know, went into a picture, like, uninvited or something, but... Are you going to keep the beard, Jamie, or what's what's, what's going to go on with the beard? Because I think the beard is just giving... The, it's itchy, yeah. I mean, okay. I like I like the I like the idea of the beard, but actual, actually living with it yeah. is can get a, a very... I mean, this, the hair is going up my nose, you know? In the middle yeah, of the night, I'm like, right. yo, what's up my I nose? What the hell is going up my nose? And it's just a bunch of hairs. Well, congrats. I loved all the photo props. Rachel, you know, I know you can't relate to that. You can't relate to that. But it, it is a thing when you have a a pretty big stash that, you know, is uncut. Oh, I get nose hairs. I mean, it doesn't go down to like my Cupid's uh, bow is a mustache. But I just had a very bad experience with nose. I had a very bad experience. No, but it's, no, it's not nose hairs. It's my mustache hairs going oh, up into my... Oh, that I cannot relate yeah. to. I can only relate to the nose hairs coming out of the nose. <laughs> And I had a very bad experience. Can I just share? Yeah, like, oh you guys leave them there. Don't yeah. don't cut them. Don't tweeze. Just it's just some advice. Don't ahead, cut Rachel. them. Don't tweeze them, ladies. Just leave them there. Okay. I had a very bad experience where I just started chopping right. away, and I thought I was using the right tools, and I ended up getting a, an infection on the mucous membranes on in my nostrils. It was so bad. This happens to me and me only. <laughs> just leave your nose hairs, ladies. Some men like them. I like how that oh, was from like sure. engagement party to like nose hair group. Let's talk about the hair of the dog. Can we? Can we talk about dog hair instead of uh Ooh, Oh. Dog hair. That's interesting because Frank was talking about how he was thinking about getting a dog. Yeah, Frank, tell us more. Yeah, yeah, guys. 
I'm just, I don't know, man. I, you know, I, I, I went, I'm going from like a pit bull. Yeah. Remember my pit bull, Mimsy? Mm, rest in peace. You know, she used to love ripping like, you know, um, she used to love ripping sofas and shit out and mattresses out in the streets. And I lost her about five years ago, but I've been lonely in terms of getting, a, like having a dog. So my boy has like a mm. mutt chihuahua he wants me to take in. So I'm thinking about taking this mutt in. What do you guys think? I think it's time. Yeah. Five years? You think so, Regine? I was surprised. Yeah, I thought you feel. I mean, maybe it was hard for you to like try to get you know, to get another dog. You know, um, to, you can't replace Mimsy. But um, I, I, I'm surprised that it's taken five years. I think it's time for you to to get back in the dog in the dog game. You know what? You're right. I'm gonna take him in next week. So maybe I'll show you guys in the Zoom my new dog. I don't know. I'm looking for a name. I don't know if you guys can help me. Rachel's good with names. I Rachel, am. first name out of your head right now. Right now, well, 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 I First need to name. see what the dog looks like. You can't just name a dog. You know, <laughs> Rachel, it's a mud chihuahua. It's like a little little mud chihuahua. It's not cute. It's not a, like a brand name dog. It's like a little little mud, like I told you. So you've met the dog already? I saw my boy. My, my boy sent me some pictures. Uh, he told me, you know, he sent me some pictures. It looks alright, you know. But you know, he, my boy knows knows Mimsy, so he's like, yo, you gotta have this dog. So I'm like, all right. So he's going to bring him next week, so... You sound like you're talking about someone that you met, like, in a dating site. I saw a picture of her, and, you know, it's it's fine. We'll see. It's not it's not like my last... It's not like my last girl, but... Yeah, you know, like, you know when you see them, then you fall in love with them, so, you know. I'm just looking forward. Next week, I should have them. Next Sunday, I should have them. No, I'm saying, I already... I don't see me getting a pet anytime soon, but... And I've had cats before. I'm more of a cat person, I guess. Uh, I'm too lazy for a dog, but... <laughs> I do have a, a, a name ready to go for my next pet... And it's um, Oakley, named after Nick's power forward, Charles Oakley, former Nick's power forward, Charles Oakley. I feel like Oakley, it sounds like a pet name to me. You know what I mean? I like it. That's good. Hey. Yeah. Listen, Frank, for your pet name, I think it should just speak to who you are, who you've become. Or maybe we could play around with some alliteration, you know, like, especially if you can get a small dog like Chihuahua, that could be a lot of fun. So it could be like, I'm Frank and this is Tank. You know what I mean? Something that rhymes. <laughs> Um, or, right. or we can go like through. I'm Frank and this is Tank. <laughs> this is my dog Tank. I don't know. I like Tank as a name. Or, or yeah, Frank and Frank Tank. Frank and Tank. Frank and Tank, you know? Frank and Tank. Or maybe something along wow. the lines of your conspiracy theories. But Jamie, I like Oakley too because I'm a big Knicks fan. You could take Oakley. You could take, I'm not getting a pet anytime soon. You know what I'm saying? So. I like that. I like that. All right, let me think about it, guys. Let me think about it. Next week, I should have him on the Zoom so you guys can see him. And uh, Chihuahuas bark a lot. Yeah, I was going to say, you should put him on the show. He probably has a lot to say. Don't Chihuahuas do a lot of that? Like that kind of stuff? Aren't they those kind of dogs? Yeah, Rachel, Chihuahuas, like, you have to get a Chihuahua that is chill. Because, I mean, if he's if he's uh, barking a lot in an apartment, the whole building's going to hear it. Yeah. They're going to be like, what's going on in Frank's apartment? Need him. You never know. You know, in the city, you always need, like, a little Chihuahua, you know. You never know somebody's on the fire escape, you know. Yeah. You know, delivery man passing by your door too much. You know what I mean? Keep, you know, gotta yeah. keep... <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, you know what's up. Damn, I feel bad for your delivery man, yo. <laughs> well, you know, guys, we all know we all know that dogs bite, but so does Bochinche. I've been waiting all day. Ay. I've been waiting all night. Ay. I've been waiting all day. Ay. Bochinche Ay. bites. Ay. I've been waiting all day. Ay. I've been waiting all night. I've been waiting all day. Bochinche bites. Rachel, that probably was like one of the best um, Bochinche bite segues. Oh. 
you liked you it? You went from dog bite to bochincha bite. Perfect. <laughs> I'm glad. That was for you and for you only. It's special. It's a gift. You stuck. You stuck the landing. You stuck the landing. Thank you. Thank you so um, much. Guys, the bites. Um, and Rachel men- uh, mentioned this in the opening question. Um, it's all about Meghan Markle right now. Yes. Like, um, Wow. Gangsta. Um, Oprah, uh, or O, as her true fans call her. That's what they call her now, O? Well, her magazine's O, so I'm sh- mm. pretty sure, you know, her friends probably be like, hey, O, what's up? Mm. What you doing? Um, but she snagged the interview of the year um, when she had Meghan Markle and Prince Harry, uh, and they were talking some bochinche about the royal family. Mm. I heard. Hello, okay. They were so... Spilling the English tea, okay? And- Spilling the English tea. <laughs> um, <laughs> the bloody English tea. Um, and of course, you know, look, they had to go with Oprah, right? I mean, there's no other interview to go with. I'm sorry, Gail, but this is bigger than you, mm-hmm. Gail. Mm-hmm. And Gail's a good interviewer, too. She got R. Kelly to cry, you know. On, uh, <laughs> but uh, let's keep it real. You got to go with Oprah for something this big, yes. you know. Um, and I'm not going to lie, so... You know, we're recording this on a Monday. It was the, the day bef- uh, after the interview. That night, it was Sunday night. I was watching, I'm not gonna, I was mostly watching the NBA All Star game. Um, but Fatima was glued to the TV watching this interview. So I would go back and forth. Um, and she watches the Netflix show, The Crown. Mm. So she was watching, she she was acting like she had inside information on the Royal <laughs> Family. Yeah. She was like, she's like, yo, but Prince, Prince Philip said that shit. <laughs> you know, just like when he interrogated Diana on the hunting trip in season two uh, of, of the of the, the Crown. Um, That's so funny. And I was like, Fatima, Netflix and chill. Relax. Relax. <laughs> she sounded like me watching like like a Marvel, like WandaVision, you know? <laughs> it's like the aerospace engineer they mentioned in episode two has to be Reed Richards of the Fantastic Four. <laughs> Jimmy, what'd she say? What'd she say? What was the big thing she said? Okay, so there was a lot of revelations. And Rachel, I don't know if you saw the interview, uh, you know, and, and speak on these. Not in its entirety. Speak on these revelations as I go through them. Um, the first interesting revelation that she dropped was... Okay, first of all, she did. She said, this isn't a revelation, this is just a fact. She said she didn't know what she was getting into. Ooh. Now, I mean, come Ooh. on, that's the only thing that I was like, because, you know, look, you know, you're marrying a prince, okay? There's like a hundred <laughs> Hallmark movies based on this, <laughs> on this premise. And in every movie, the woman who gets with the prince has the family disapproved. <laughs> so I, you got the playbook right there in your cable box. Hallmark Channel. Uh, Rachel, if you're marrying a prince, are you kind of going to be like, what are you expecting? Um, Yeah, I'm expecting the glass slippers, the jewels, the cape, the crown, <laughs> the throne, um, the sash. Is this what you're asking me or no? Am I going in the right direction? Oh. Well, I'm, al- I'm also asking you, like, don't you think that you have to prove yourself to that whatever royal family you're potentially marrying into? Like, they're going to yeah. be like... Who's this girl you've you've encountered I, here? Why does she call herself Loka? I, what is she crazy? I wouldn't. Sh- the wicked mother-in-law, the wicked grandmother. I wouldn't show up in bamboo earrings to meet the queen. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I, I would probably like not show cleavage. You know what I'm saying? I, I'd probably not wear my red thigh-high boots either. You know what I mean? Nah, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh shit. 
You wouldn't you wouldn't walk into Buckingham Palace like Brooklyn and now. Hey. I'd be like, fuck that. This is Brooklyn Ham Palace now, son. Yeah. <laughs> um, but look, I mean, she, you know, after she was married, she said that she virtually had no freedom, right? She was Damn. forced into isolation in the palace. Wow. Um, and and basically every New York, every person who had to deal with quarantine in New York City apartment was like, yeah. there's there's probably worse places to be isolated in than a, than a giant palace. <laughs> than, than a palace. With like servants and like chefs and masseuses <laughs> and people to just massage your yeah, cuticles. Like, I, I can handle loneliness if I'm in a, if I'm living in a palace. I mean, I, there's things that I can do. Like, I'm pretty sure they had w- decent Wi-Fi there. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. the craziest revelation of them all, and this is the this is the one that really kind of have been people have been talking about, was that the royal family had concerns about her son Archie's skin color. Oh snap! What that? What do they mean by that? So let me get this straight. They could deal with yellow teeth, but not black skin. Oh. British people are known to have bad teeth. I mean, don't blame me. Blame Austin Powers. He's the one that ran with that stereotype. Wow. But I mean, what do you think about this? This is so blatantly racist. We have we have people who listen to our podcast, British people, so no offense. Okay? Shout out to Katapixia, who's always on the check-in. All right? Ooh. British fans, I'm sorry. You could always do some crest strips. It's fine. Mm. Wow. Don't, you know, it doesn't, you know... Uh, I don't discriminate against teeth, but this is a big deal. I mean, like, how are you going to have this conversation? Is this like the first biracial kid that's going to be of English descent? Well, yeah, in the in the royal family, yeah, they don't... This is the first kind of, uh, you know, diversity I think they've had in the house, right? Wow. You think, he, you think he'll be forbidden in certain places in Buckingham Palace? Well, he is. So our interview pretty much said that his... His family's kind of like disowning him right now, you know. Oh snap, that's messed up. And they don't even give him money now. Like he's he's using the money that his mom, Princess Di Diana, um, who also had to deal with a lot of that that bullshit because, you know, they they just didn't like her, you know. Wow. What I mean? um, and so he's living off that money, and now you know now they're getting money because they're doing these interviews. They probably get a Netflix show. They probably get. They could pretty much get whatever they want right now, you know. So, Jamie, uh, are you telling me that the queen is going to cut off um, the by uh, um, the the ki- the kid of entry, like financially? Maybe they may cut him off because he's half black. Well, no, they didn't even want to give a kid the title. They didn't want to give a kid that. So, the the usually the son would have be the the next the in line. To oh be my lord! The, the heir to the throne. And um, they pretty much were like, "Nah, we don't want this kid to do that." Oh, so that's that's lord. another reason why they were like, "Peace, we going to L.A." Oh man, we in wow. L.A. Wow. Um, so that's it's a lot of stuff happening. There's a lot of like behind the scenes drama with this, you know what I mean? Oh, but and I'll end it on this. Um um it was interesting uh, that they revealed that Tyler Perry gave them security security escorts when they stepped away from the royal life because once they left the royals, they didn't have any more security. So Ooh. Tyler Perry hooked them up with his security team. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So you know they got that hood security team now. <laughs> now Prince Harry like your puff puff pass son yeah I security let's go that's what's yeah. up I mean and he probably Tyler Perry is probably has the best security around you know cause they could just scare away people by threatening to show them Tyler Perry movies. oh damn <laughs> damn but you know what I uh, but look I hope Megan and Harry find peace I, I'm not mad dear at you. You know what I'm saying? Um, oh, right. Yeah. Wow. They probably, you know, Prince Prince Harry was probably thinking, why did I get married? You know what I mean? 
Um, <laughs> that's a Tyler Perry movie for anybody. Ooh, um, wow. Yeah, he had a sequel. Why did I get married? And why did I get married too? I don't know if it deserved a sequel, but um, but look, I mean, I think Megan is is really you know jokes aside. I think she's really brave coming out with this and um, yes, and pretty much you know shouting out the the kind of. Um, the, I guess it's maybe it's some inherent racism going on in the royal family. Of course, they're going to deny it, but I mean, it's not really that surprising. I mean, they, you know, they, everybody was saying that this was kind of not a marriage that they would have been happy with in the first place. Ooh, so she, wow. she's, you know, um, she seemed like she's been through a lot and hopefully um, they can find peace together, you know, and um, they'll always be royalty in our hearts. You know? mm. Rachel, any final words on Meghan well, Markle? It was just so disturbing to hear. It's 2021, people. I mean, it's just, you know, I'm a I'm a biracial kid. You know what I'm saying? My mom is Dominican brown. Mm. My dad is... Me too, me too. You know, my, my you're biracial, Frank? What do you think? I mean, what do you tell, I mean, you tell me. I'm biracial too. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> he, just, he just took off his hat, everybody. I don't know by looking at your bald head if you're biracial. Am I supposed to see something? Or my father, my father is black as hell. My mother is white as white as can be. Right. Uh, so the colors, yeah, colors. The, the skin, but like um, I, yeah. my father looks my my father looks like um uh like uh, Kojak, like Robert uh, uh, Roberto Clemente. Mm. Yes, my mother is like your dark your your skin tone, Rachel. Maybe a little lighter. But I'm going I'm going beyond skin color. I'm going like culture, culture and ethnicity, race. Not, you know, every like just being of uh, Eastern European Russian descent coupled with Dominican, I can see why maybe when my parents got married in 1967, it was also not really accepted because it wasn't really accepted and it wasn't really being done. People weren't marrying outside of the race. But now, what are we, 53 years later and we're dealing with this at this level in, with the royals? It's just. Mm. It's kind of sad to me, you know, and poor Meghan Markle and poor Prince Harry. I'm just saying, like, you know, they're living a great life, one would say. But these are these are disastrous problems, you know, and there were even some things that she didn't want to comment on because she was still out of the kindness of her heart protecting the family. But, you know, I, I like you said, Jamie, I hope they find peace. And I hope that this does get written in the textbooks and that people see why the royal family was broken up and that racism was a part of it. And I hope that we can learn from it as a society. You know what, Rachel? This is a very good point. I was talking about this with someone the other day, how Latinos in within Latinos, there's a lot of racism. Like me growing up, I remember my my mother's side of the family was lighter and they would tell me how fortunate I was because my nose and my lips were like of white people. Mm. So these are very, uh, very good things to speak about because it goes on within Latinos themselves. You know what I mean? Like I experienced it going growing up. So it's it's a good thing to continuously talk about. You know, and dysfunctional families can happen anywhere, right? With the oh, yeah. royals or with the family like across the street from you. Like it, it doesn't matter. Like there's always going to be some family drama, you know, so... We'll see where that leads. Um, last bite, and I'll, I'll keep this one quick. Um, um, famous animated harasser Pepe Le Pew um, will be absent oh from the from Space Jam Two. They're taking hey. him out. They took him out of Space. He was in Space Jam One. They took him out of Space Jam Two. Um, finally, the Looney Tunes universe is free from this Harvey Wine skunk. 
Oh no! <laughs> what happened? Well, because look, all this talk of Pepe being canceled happened because there was a New York Times article, right? This uh, this guy was t- first of all he was talking about the Dr. Seuss controversies. Which Yo, happened. what's up with that too? It was everything, man? If you didn't know, the the company that controls Dr. Seuss books announced that they're not gonna they're no longer gonna publish six of of the books that Dr. Seuss uh, wrote because of there's racist and insensitive imagery in them. Damn, bro. That's crazy. And I can see that. Mm. I always thought Dr. Seuss was mocking rap music with his corny ass rhymes, you know? <laughs> Sorry, Dr. Seuss. You're no Dr. Dre, all right? Bye, Jimmy. Yeah, there's no but, comparison. But, you know, so in this article, um, the writer also mentioned some problematic cartoons in the past. And he said Pepe Le Pew normalized the rape culture. <gasps> Damn. Like, he went straight. <laughs> he went straight into that. Like, he didn't even, he wasn't even um, insinuating anything. He just basically was like, and it says it in the article, um, Pepe Le Pew normalized rape culture, you know? Um, Damn. He did come on strong. He came on very Damn. strong. Mm-hmm. Even when I was a kid, I was like, yo, like, Pepe Le Pew, like, leave the cat alone, all right? She's not interested in you. Meow means meow. Oh, uh, Jamie. But, <laughs> and the French, look, the French didn't give a shit either. Like, you would think the French would be like, hey, we're not like that. But the French, they never seem to have a problem with the that that's potential stereotype, you know? I thought he was being aggressive. I just thought he was always being, like, assertive and after the girl. I don't know. I could be wrong. I don't know, Rachel. No, he was stalkerish because he used to follow the cat. And God, then he would he wow. would kiss the cat, and the cat was obviously like, "Yo, get off of me, leave me alone." Yeah, yeah. And he yeah. would be like, "Hey, no, Mademoiselle, uh, yes, m- no, Mademoiselle, stop playing. See, we play hard to get, huh? But girls like that stuff sometimes. I don't get it. Like the girl was, "Hey, my little petite collier, let's go into the back so I can put it in your derriere." <laughs> You know, it was kind of rapey. He was always, like, talking the romance language, showing up with shit. Yeah. He was rapey? It was rapey. Now, Is that a new word, rapey? Sounds like it should be. And I'm cool. I'm cool if, you know, keep the old cartoons, because that was a different time, but don't put them in the new Space Jam, because it's just like, what is he going to do? Is he going to, like, hit on the cheerleaders? You know what I'm saying? Like, Okay, but I have an idea. I have an idea, Space Jam people. Why don't you bring him on the, into the film and have him confess and say I'm sorry for all the years of the rapey shit that he did on the cartoons and, like, start a new peppyless slate. You know what I mean? Just clean slate. Oh, my God. <laughs> a new, no more Pepe Le Loser, you know? Now it's, like, Pepe Le, like, empowerment. This is his chance to redeem himself. Well, look, he just oh. got me pewed, right? He just got me pewed. Can we call it that? Me pewed. Me pewed. That works. Yeah. Right. It's a stretch. It's it's a stretch. But we might. What about other animated characters came forward? You know what I'm saying? Like, I brought Mr. Potato Head, bro. They got rid of him too, man. Well, Mr. Potato Head. I don't even know what what was that about. But um, I don't know. Something happened. They changed. They want to take take the name Mister away. They don't want it to be. They wanted to. I mean, Speedy Gonzalez was. They were trying to cancel Speedy Gonzalez. You know, and that's for our people was a big deal. Damn. But I don't think Virginia Gonzalez, I don't think that character wasn't bad. It was the the people he hung out with. Like his, co- yo, he had like these boys, Pablo and Fernando, and they were always drunk, getting him into trouble <laughs> with him too. He was the one who was like, yo, I gotta be out. I'm out, you know? Um, so I don't think he was the issue. I think it was his friends. So 
I, I still don't think we should cancel Speedy Gonzalez. I like him. You know, if we're going to start analyzing, maybe we should think about He-Man. You know, I think he was a little too scantily clad. You know what I mean? Uh, walking around <laughs> yeah. with a thong and shit, like Master of yeah. the Universe. He could have had more clothes yeah. on. It was a little inappropriate. Yeah. That was like toxic masculinity with uh, with He-Man, you know? Mm-hmm. Luckily, it seemed mm-hmm. cold in the castle of Grayskull because uh, I, I didn't see too much length. <laughs> I didn't see too much girth coming out of that loincloth. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> on that note those are the bites well uh on that note uh, i guess it's time for frank's fantasy news yeah yeah i guess it's time Yo, 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 you've heard us talk about Bud Light Seltzer and Bud Light Seltzer Lemonade, but they have a new one. It's the Out of Office Variety Pack. It's a limited edition variety pack that combines the refreshment of seltzer with the classic taste of your favorite cocktails. And it's still only 5% alcohol, 100 calories, and gluten-free. Each variety pack will take your taste buds on vacation, featuring classic lime margarita, mango mai tai, strawberry daiquiri, and watermelon mojito. Mmm. Frank, which is your favorite? Guys, uh, the mango uh, Mai Tai, uh, it takes me to Hawaii. It's amazing. Oh, wow. Is that why you're wearing a Hawaii? Yeah, it kind of changed everything, my perspective. After I got the, um, the uh, from Bud Light Seltzer last week, I got a like, nice package from them, and that my uh, that Mai Tai just really sent me back to Hawaii. Yeah, you do seem more carefree since you got that package. And speaking of vacation, did you know that 54% of Americans don't use all their vacation days? Which is crazy because I use all my vacation days, plus my sick days, plus I make up holidays. <laughs> um, but that's why Bud Light Seltzer Out of Office Pack is giving you a chance to win $1,000 towards your next vacation or staycation. So submit your funniest out-of-office email at BudLight.com slash off. That's BudLight.com slash off for more information and a chance to win. And guys, I want this prize because I want to take a vacation. I want to go to a cabin in the woods by myself, take a bunch of Bud Light seltzers and just, you know, have a good time. That sounds like fun. Can I come? Or was the whole point of you getting a cabin in the woods by yourself to be by yourself? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I want to be by myself. I mean, I guess you can come, but... I, maybe give me a couple days by myself just to, you know, to, to unwind. And then, you know, you can come like the third day. Okay, and I'll be sure to have more Bud Light Seltzer out of office variety pack with me. Yeah, definitely. Guys, be sure to grab the Bud Light Seltzer out of office variety pack for a very limited time only at a store near you. From La Gran Manzana, it's Frank Spirison News with Frank Nibs. Hello! Hi, Hello, Frank. everyone. Hi, Frank. How's everyone doing? Oh, yeah. Hi. Oh, yeah. Thank you. That's I'm nice. breathing the good air from Washington Frank. Heights in the uh, tip of Manhattan, there, guys. Frank. That was nice. The best air. The best air, guys. The best air, the best water. There you go. Guys, I, mm. yeah, yeah. I got mm. an interesting one for you guys today. You're high up um, there. Today, guys, we're going to talk yeah, about water? the voice mm. of God Weapon. The voice of the God Weapon. Oh, of the God Weapon. 
Yes, guys, this is this is like a really interesting thing right now. Um, uh, there's something going on right now. Uh, Vice did a great, uh, uh, like a mini documentary on something called gang stalking. Oh, okay. Okay, and these are people. There's like about ten to twenty thousand people in this country that are hearing voices. Okay, they call this voice to skull technology. Some people call it where they hear like someone talking to them consistently in their brain. Have you ever had this? Maybe I don't know. Um, you know, like somebody talking to you, like and somebody talking to me in my brain. Yeah, like you know, like I mean, I, I take medication. I take medication for it, but yeah, sure, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so these people think that this goes yeah, do on our parents the count? Because I hear my mom monitor, in my brain every morning. Don't do that. And a lot of these people feel that they're targeted individuals. Like the government is tar- actually targeting them per se. Okay. And maybe they think that, you know, uh, you know, they did something or the government is after them. They go outside. They may think cops are following them or men in suits are following them. Wait, just to clear it up. These are voices that people think they hear or that they hear in their head. Well, a lot of people feel that they're hearing these voices. And, And this technology, by the way, guys, has been documented by the government. They have this patent. It's called voice to skull technology. You don't need any microchips implants needed. Okay. And you can transmit radio frequencies to the nerve signals to uh, like our nerve or signals and send to our brains, thereby enabling inintelligible speech to be perceived by the brain. So you can actually hear a voice in your mind. There's people that are actually hear this and they're saying that it's being done by government technology. And with technology and, and more tech coming into play, a lot of people are saying that it's being done by the, these tech gadgets that we have all over us, okay? For example, the other day, I went and bought, I swear to God, guys, this happened to me. Like, this is two times this happened to me. I never buy these cookies, the Tate's cookies. Ooh, yeah, I like those. Right, I never buy these, guys. I bought Tate's cookies. I bought them. I ate, like, about, like, oh, they're okay. delicious. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I they're so good. I ate almost a whole pack. And when I went to my IG, I had a Tate's freaking uh, commercial co- popping up on my IG. Like, this has never happened. That's random, yeah. Do you understand? This is so weird, okay? And, like, with this whole technology mm. right now, they're linking us up. So a lot of people are feeling that mentally they're being hijacked. Like, you have guys like Snowden, people who are targeted by the government, and they can actually tap into your brain, and they can make you hear things which necessarily you may not be hearing, and they just be it's being transmitted to your brain. And the reason they call this the voice of the God weapon is because they're afraid. A lot of people are afraid that you can actually be thinking that you're hearing God and it's not really God. It's someone just transmitting something in your brain. Okay? That's why you have a lot of these uh, religious zealots that do these, uh, these crazy acts because they think they may hearing God in their brain. So, you, sure, you sure it's not just some people that just, they don't they forgot they have an ear pod, the Apple <laughs> ear pods in their ear? No. <laughs> and you know what? Like, Yo, somebody's talking to me right now. Hold on. Jamie, it's so interesting you say that. There is a, a, a video right now on YouTube where uh, they take this uh, compact disc player, right, with music, and you're not, you're not hearing anything. It's, it's like if you put it in your ears, right, but it has no music, okay, and they put it on the guy's forehead, and he starts listening to the music inside the middle of his brain without nothing going inside his ears. So this technology exists, Jamie. This, this is patented. I'll give you guys the patent number right now. This was pat- patented in December 13, 1986. It's called voice-to-skull technology, okay? So they can take this thing, put it in the middle of your forehead, 
and there's no music. You're not hearing anything by your ears. And the middle of your brain will hear the song. Yo, Frank, now that you're seriously, now that you're saying this, this is actually hit, like, comes, like, I'm remembering this now. <clears throat> Last couple, like, months, oh, maybe more weeks, um, I keep hearing this laugh, like, late at night. And I, I don't know if it's from the apartment below me or above me, but it's this weird, like, it, it's the same laugh. It doesn't change. It's like a demonic laugh. It's a demonic laugh, and it's always late at night. Like, some, I'm like, who's watching something that's so hilarious at two in the morning? And it's always like, <laughs> But it is someone. It's not. It's not something in my imagination. It has to be a real person. But I, it's almost like I'm, I'm. I'm thinking like this can't be a. This can't be real. Like it's making me question my sanity. But I'm pretty sure it's a real person. Um, but it's so weird. Maybe that's. Maybe that's what you're talking about. Maybe it's something to skull. It could. It could be, Jamie. I, I mean, I hear things from time to time. I. I kind of. I know they're coming after me. So I. I already know. Like I, I hear shit all the time. Like I. I. I you know. I know that already. But, I mean, you have movies like... Me. What, like the cops or something? I mean, living, in the, city, like, like, I mean, living in the city, I mean, I come out, you know, the the, 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 the helicopter's out at 6 o'clock in the morning looking for the guys in the corner. The cops are all over the world. You know, I'm used to that already, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, you have Americans right now that are dealing with more, you know, surveillance and they're dealing with all these things. I mean, I grew up around these guys. But people are really afraid and they're kind of hearing things. And I mean, you got movies like Maturity and Candidate with Denzel Washington. I highly recommend you guys to see this movie where they actually go inside this guy's brain. And this technology exists, guys. And they make the president of the United States do some really crazy stuff because they're hacking his brain already. But then, guys, I really, I'm not a doctor. I really don't want to get into this. But you have movies like The Beautiful Mind. I don't know if you guys remember that. Where you have a schizophrenic a uh, guy that, you know what, he was seeing people and he had a best friend and this guy was an Oxford professor and he yes. was seeing people and this is a medical condition. So this is a really weird time we're living in, guys. You know, we're living in this time where things could be medical or it could be maybe technology uh, driven. Um, but it's really interesting, guys. And um, we're living in interesting times. I love it. Thanks, Frank. That is interesting. I guess we should uh, pay more attention to all of the voices in our heads uh, because one of them may have been pre-programmed. Thank you so much, Rachel. Thank you so much, Jamie. And guys, that is the fake news for this week. Yes. So I guess it's time uh, to talk about Que Lo Que. Un, dos, From the sound of the song, it's time for Kelo Que. So, I don't know. Who wants to go first? Anybody? Let's toss a coin in the air with three sides. Call it in the air, Jamie. Uh, heads. You got it. Jamie's first. Oh, my God. You did it. Oh, this last week I didn't get it, so I feel good. Okay. And as always, I want to start with giving much love to our peeps at Yero.com, the lifestyle news platform for Latino men. After a year of quarantine, there is there's only so much Tiger King, Cobra Kai, or Queen's Gambit to binge on, right? I mean, we've all binge on those shows, you know. I, at least I have. Um, but Netflix does have some offerings that can entertain and educate. So visit Yellow.com to peep their top Netflix picks that will feed your mind, body, and soul. Thanks, Yellow, for that. You know. Oh. Wait, Jamie, drop your socials. Oh yeah. <laughs> 
socials, Jay Fern's Instagram, Jay underscore Fern's Twitter. All right, guys, I want to give some love to our people, our Uptown Collective, all right? In this new this new original documentary from the, the Grillo senior correspondent, Natasha S. Alford. She traveled to Loizo, Puerto Rico during the 2019 summer of political unrest where protesters ousted their governor. Through interviews with local residents, scholars, and historians, Alford tells the story of an Afro-Latinx revolution. So you guys should definitely check that out, guys. And I also want to give a huge shout out, being that it's Women's uh, uh, Women's History yes. Month. Uh, Rachel, is it? Okay, I want to give a shout out to Led Black's wife. Her name is Aileen Fuentes. I want to give a huge shout out to her because last year, about 2019, she helped out a very, very good friend of mine that I would call a sister. Uh, she's a breast cancer survivor. And my sister, who I will call right now, came down with breast cancer. And uh, when she divulged this information to me, uh, Aileen was the only person that came to my mind. And to make the story short, uh, when my sister told me this, I told her about Aileen and I, would to I told her that I would reach out to her. And the next day, my friend was going in for surgery and um, she reached out to Aileen before I did. And Aileen met her at the doctor's office before she was going in for surgery. And two hours before she was going to go in and cried with her and spoke with her and told her everything was going to be okay. And uh, a year later, my sister is in great health because of Aileen. And I really want to thank Aileen Fuentes for doing uh, such a fabulous job in supporting my sister in this really, really hard uh, journey that she went through. Thank you, Aileen. That is lovely, Frank. Well, shout out to all the women out there, all the pioneers, all the go-getters, all the go-get-hers, okay? Shout out to y'all. It is International Women's Day, Women's History Month. Sharing is caring. Let's build each other up. I love it. Thank you for listening. Our 200th episode was so darn special. Please follow me at Rachel La Loca, R-A-C-H-E-L, La Loca, and follow the hilarious show the her h-e-r larius show on rizzle instagram twitter we have a youtube channel and we're just a bunch of female funny people that are trying to move the needle for the underserved and underrepresented uh women in comedy so on that note i believe we out Yes! Remember, Bud Light Seltzer Out of Office Pack is giving you a chance to win $1,000 towards your next vacation or staycation, or in my case, what's really needed, a momcation. So submit your funniest out of office email at budlight.com slash taste time off for more information and a chance to win. And don't tell your boss, but be sure to grab the Bud Light Seltzer Out of Office Variety Pack for a very limited time only at a store near you. 